Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, I'm talking with Helena Dodd, the founder of Marbella Perfumes, and I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. But first, I have a quick favor. Like, if you're on your phone, can you scroll on down to the bottom and leave us a rating and review after the episode? It would mean so much to me and it would help other like-minded women find the community. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and supporting the podcast. So let's jump into this episode. Um, Helena Dodd is such an amazing, incredible female entrepreneur and founder of Marbella Perfumes. Um, Her story is very unique, and she has learned so much along the way, and she truly shares so much wisdom in this episode. Um, She grew up in Central America. She moved to the United States around sixth grade, and then she would end up becoming an engineer um, and then following a passion and turning her journey into entrepreneurship and opening a perfume company. So I hope that you enjoy and let me know what you think. My name is Elida Dodd and I'm the founder of Marbella Perfumes. I didn't always start out as a perfumer or even dreamed as a little girl of being a perfumer. I, um, I, was an, I am an engineer and I did my entire career in engineering, uh, a lot of it in operations for a software company, but really most of it in a hospital setting which um, it's actually just for reference, it's one of the biggest hospitals in the country. It's here in Miami. And it was such, it was amazing to work there, to be honest. And I got to see every little nook and cranny as an engineer trying to come up with new ways of doing things. And all of that always plays a role in my everyday life, just that engineering mind, that engineering thinking, So when I got pregnant with my first um, child, I went from someone who loved to put perfume on to completely saying no to perfume for 12 years. But I always wanted that. I wanted to find that scent again that, that I loved, that kind of made my outfit complete, just ready to go out the door. And um, I was just tired of buying and not finding anything I loved. And one day I was on a trip in London. I realized that there were people who made perfumes with natural materials. And I said to myself, I think I could do that. And I think, like I said, that's the engineering mind that kind of plays always in the background. I could do it. Even though I have no clue how to do it, I'm thinking I could do it. That's like my first go-to. And that's kind of how it started. But I stayed there in that daydreaming phase for like three years, uh, because funny enough, I think just knowing so much about engineering and being in that setting when there's conveyor belts and assembly lines, I was thinking big. I was thinking Chanel or this is going to be in the real back of my head. I was thinking this is going to be really hard to do. And I sort of stayed there in that phase for a while until I saw it in action in a little perfumery in Ireland that uh, basically was winning all kinds of awards, attracting people from all over the world, being very little and doing everything by hand with so much detail, so much care. 
they had their garden who was featuring um, all of the ingredients that they used in their perfumes. And I thought to myself, I could do it. I really could. And that's really what catapulted me into action, which is that other big thing that we as dreamers and entrepreneurs need to do, right? To take action. Yeah. And that's like scary. And it's so hard to just even take that first step and that first like leap of faith and believing that whatever your idea is, is worth moving towards. So tell us, uh, let's go back and tell us a little bit about, um, yourself, but like, tell us about your childhood. Tell us about like, where did you grow up and what did you think you wanted to be when you were a child? I grew up in Central America in Nicaragua and my very early years, I grew up on a farm. Uh, My dad, we lived in the city and my dad had to travel a lot to his farms. And my mom said, you know, I don't really want to uh, be here by myself with the kids. So let's just go to one of those farms and have a really pretty house. And so my dad said, okay. So he made us like a really nice, pretty house that where we could live. So it was like 30 minutes away from the city, but um, it was kind of like the middle points where he needed to be most of the week. So I grew up there and that was an amazing childhood. I mean, I can't even tell you my favorite thing to do was ride horses and, um, I really never grew up playing with dolls or anything. So I was more, I was, I was just, it's me and my horse or give me a ball. And, um, and it was very freeing and very open. So I, I take a lot, I know that a lot of that influences me in my work, in my likes, in why I love um, all of these components of nature in, in what I do. And it's not just in perfume, it's really like in everyday life. So I grew up there and then we moved to the United States when I was 12 and um, Miami has been my home ever since. And what I wanted to be when I grew up, I always loved the numbers. So I was, um, I was really good at numbers and for some reason, you know, growing up people tell you, oh, you're so good at this or you're so artistic or you're so good at writing, you're so good at math. and it was funny because it's been one of those findings in now in my entrepreneurial journey that uh, yes, I do definitely love numbers and it influenced what I wanted to do, which was engineering. And, um, but I never gave it much thought to that other side, which is so important for every one of us to nurture. And it's that artistic side that we all have. And we think we don't like, I just know how to draw stick figures. So I would be like, I'm not artistic. And um, I have realized how much I also love words, how much I love writing, how much I love speaking to audiences and doing all of those other softer skills that I think are super important in nurturing the scientific um, and the numbers part. Oh, I love that you said that. I, I was the same way for so long. I, you know, I'm not artistic, I can't draw but there's so much more to being creative and having creativity just to play with so many different, you know, areas of life and of the world. So that's really cool. Okay. So you moved to the U S at 12. What was that like? Difficult. So difficult. 
It was a little bit out of left field. My country was in complete disarray. We were in a civil war. Well, civil war had already ended by the time we moved, but um, it was still, there was still a lot of unrest. And I think what catapulted my parents to making a decision was that there was these big rumors that the government was gonna take possession of the kids. And, um, and just basically the parents wouldn't have any say in it. And it had already kind of started, like the kids were being pulled out of school like six months out of the year to go pick coffee and cotton. And I'm talking about a little bit older than me, maybe 15, my cousins were already doing it, like 14, 15. So my wow. parents decided that, um, no, you know, we're gonna come. They, they already had investments here in the United States. So they had their business visas and that's how we came to this country. But um, it was difficult. It was difficult. I mean, I was on the cusp. I was in, you know, sixth grade and um, very difficult, very difficult coming from, um, I was already, we were not living in the farm anymore at that time. We had already moved to the, to the capital city. Uh, but, uh, but still, you know, just leaving friends and leaving family and leaving everything, even my guitar, you know, I told you that I played guitar when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's funny because it's one of the things that I missed the most at first. And, um, I think until one of my relatives came, uh, they brought my guitar and, um, so yeah, it's, it's an adjustment for sure. For yeah. sure. It's an adjustment, but you know, it's, um, that's one of the things I adore this country for all the freedoms and all the things that um, it affords Be things that we totally take um, for granted because we have it right so I always tell my kids that even going to the supermarket and buying anything you want or as a parent being able to buy toys for your kids any toy that you want um, it's you don't we didn't have that so, um, so I'm eternally grateful for being here. This is definitely my home. It has been for so long. And um, I love that my kids get to, to um, see both worlds. It gives you a huge insight because it gives us actually the opportunity to go back to Central America and, and help so many people that, that need help, so many kids that need help. And it gives them also it opens their eyes, you know, to just see other other surroundings, other people in need and where we can help. So it's a That's blessing. So cool. That's awesome. I love that. And it's it's just so it's so great that your kids get to see that and experience and experience it all because it'll just help them grow so much more as human beings. So very cool. Okay. Now let's talk about starting the perfume business. So you decided that you're going to go for it and you're going to start, you know, making it a reality. Like walk me through what was your mindset? What were you going through? What were you thinking about? Like what was kind of the first steps that you took? Well, the first, I'm a huge dreamer, right? So I have that. Um, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to just dream big and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. And then there's that big gap between dreaming and doing and um, I think that's so important that I would love all your listeners to hear this because I think so many times we stay in that phase and we really don't know that there's a lot of fear that's holding us back. We have no clue because it's, it's very, at such a deep, deep level that we have no idea. 
Um, for and it's kind of like peeling an onion because you start you start uncovering layers and layers of fears, right? So um, I think the biggest thing that I can tell is just take that first step. Forget about how huge it's because let me just say also that so many times it's way bigger than we think it is. It's not going to be as hard as, as we make it out to be. And what happens is that you really don't know until you start taking steps toward that. So I, I feel like after, so it's been like four years, let's say since I started, since I really took action, it's been like four years. And I always say that once you take that first step, you unfold something that's way bigger than you are. You have no idea where this is gonna take you. And it's the most beautiful surprise because this road starts leading you towards what your heart really, really desires. And that's when you start fulfilling dreams that you didn't even know you had. So for me, it was the perfume. And the first, that first step is, so like I said, going to Ireland and seeing that in action was, was that conviction, it gave me that conviction of, I really can do it and nothing's gonna stop me. So I found a course in the UK and I enrolled in it. And then that has its own layer of fears, right? Because even just that next step, like starting to mix, I remember just being paralyzed for weeks, like, oh, I can't do it. And imagine this is in the, this is just me and my mixes, right? Nobody's looking at me, nobody's seeing me. I'm not even in front of any audiences. And I would just, and you start making up things like, oh no, I'm so busy, I can't do that. Or I'm, I need to do this, right? I mean, put an end to it, you. So um, again, same thing. I think just reminding ourselves that um, it's not gonna be perfect the first time, even though that's what I wanted. I'm like, I wanna mix and I want it to be a stellar perfume from the get-go. I mean, that's impossible. Yeah. So breaking those barriers and understanding, you start really to get an insight of who you are, of what stops you, what propels you, and you have to be paying attention to that. Because there's all these little voices in your head that are playing all the time. And if you're not in tune, that's, you're gonna stay there. You won't go forward. So you really need to debunk all those myths and be like, either, you know, just say that's not true, or just taking, taking action is the, it's the best way to stop any kind of voice, right? Not being afraid to take actions, not being afraid of going into the unknown, not being afraid of just mixing that, you know, that first, uh, that first material that I wanted to, there, there has to be a balance of mixes, right? When, you, when I'm analyzing materials. And it's the simplest thing. It was, it was just a 10% solution. So even that, I was like, how do you make a 10%? I mean, come on, I know how to make a 10% solution, right? So even just doing the simplest things so just making that first 10% uh, solution, then start mixing two and three things together and seeing how that goes. Um, and just taking little bits of action and little bits of action. And let me just tell you that it doesn't go away. And the bigger, like the bigger stakes, the more resistance your brain's gonna put. So just being in tune to that and just saying, oh, I know this, I know this pattern. And I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not going to let you just, 
I'm not trailing in this. I'm not, I'm not playing with yeah. you. I'm just going to go forward. So that would be the best, I think, um, thing I can say to anyone who has any dreams. Pay attention to those little things that stop you. Yeah, for sure. And I think that fear, like you said, it shows up in so many different ways, wearing so many different masks, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm too busy. I, I, I don't know what to do. I, you know, um, all the excuses come up in, in fears. And so that's why I love like acknowledging the fear because you can't truly be fearless. You can't just say, oh, I'm not going to have any fear about this. It's just not possible. And so I used to think for many years, like fearless, you know, go, you know, go do it and be fearless and be brave. But I think that being brave is acknowledging that you're going to have fear and doing it anyway, you know, finding the courage to just still move forward. So I love that you said that. Okay. So what's your favorite, like, what's your favorite perfume? Like, how do you pick a perfume for someone that maybe doesn't wear a lot or doesn't know a lot? Like, how would you recommend that? So, wow, that's going to be a completely different answer now from a perfumer's perspective. I almost don't know if I could be non-biased in this. <laughs> um, I think just, well, I want to say something because I think this is very important. And, and um, when I realized there is a huge, there's a ton of math behind perfume making, which was a very welcome thing for me that I love numbers. At first, I thought it was just all about science and chemistry and all that, but really, um, there's a lot of math behind the formula. And um, the and the most important thing, the most important that thing that I found out in this journey is the link that exists between our sense of smell and our brain. So our scent memory is is stored in the limbic system where we carry all of our moods, our memories, and our emotions. That's why when we like something, when we like a scent, we love it or we hate it. And when you don't like something, like when you don't like a scent, you actually have a very visceral reaction. You recoil, you, it makes you wanna gag. It's not the same as if you say, Oh, I don't, I don't like that dress. I mean, you could say, oh, that dress is gross or whatever your vocabulary is going to be, but it's never going to give you that physical reaction that when you smell something that you don't like, you, you will have. So I think the first thing I would say is know what you love, right? And, um, and, and usually this is a, this is a good, uh, it's just a tip. Pay attention now when you go and, and uh, pick perfumes it's probably gonna be gonna be something that reminds you, you have a memory that's associated to that. Mm -hmm. So let's just say you love citrus perfumes. There's probably something there of why you love citrus perfumes. But so pay attention to what you love. It, it, you know, there's many different perfume families. It could be floral or citrus or more amber or more woodsy. And um, I would say, uh, listen to that because it's probably feeling a beautiful memory that's connected to your limbic system and it's just going to elevate your mood and um, put you in a, a lot of actually, and just for that as well, not just elevating your mood, but you could use sense for focusing, 
for distressing, of course, um, for energizing, or just to just to change your mood, just to uplift your mood. So just find that, just pay attention to what you love, and then go find something like that, and just don't worry about liking what's trending or what, what everybody's wearing. Scent is a very personal thing, and it's usually use it to your advantage. That's so cool. Yeah, I you've opened my eyes for sure because I had I'd never thought about it that way. Um, that's really cool. It's like it it's like so much goes into it. There's like psychology and math and science and everything. <laughs> that's why this has been such a beautiful find because I have found there's a huge link between science and art. And I'm, I'm, yes, there has been, but people don't pay attention. That's, that's one of the beautiful things that I think a lot of people don't realize how much of a link there exists between the two. I just had the first anniversary of the perfume and to celebrate, I put together a panel of non-perfumers, but people who use scent in their work. So I had a scientist who has been a lifelong collector of perfumes. I had a writer who uses scent in her business uh, for inspiration and for focusing and just so many things. And then I also had another engineer uh, in the panel. And then I had four business um, owners who do use scent in their businesses, but it, it, was, it was to highlight that connection between uh, science and art. There's a oh, direct link in there. That is so amazing. So you just hit the first anniversary of the business. So how is everything going? Like what right now are you working on? So like I was telling you, it kind of starts leading you in ways in which you didn't imagine. I started out, um, I wanted a perfume and I was thinking, okay, so I haven't been able to find a perfume in 12 years that I loved as much as I, as I did before this. And I said, I'm just gonna take matters into my own hands and I'm gonna make my own. I am going to make the perfume that I will love from start to finish. And that's what I set out to do, right? And what happened was that as I started embarking in this journey, I realized many things. Like I said, one, the link between um, this, uh, your sense of smell and your brain. And I knew that that was something, I mean, my nerdy engineer self always wants to explore those things. So I knew that I wanted to explore that. And not just that, but I, I felt like the average consumer doesn't know that. And what a powerful information to have in your hands. And then I also, it kind of led me to more writing, which uh, I always, I, I loved it all the time. I just never gave myself credit that I could write. So, mm -hmm. I know that I want to write about this. I want to speak about it. So it's led me to having events. Now we're having in-person events and it's more of that. Um, and they're basically titled the science behind your signature scent. And it's a very sensorial experience because you get to find out what sense you love. So there's, a, I usually have a 12 to 16 different essences that they can, that they can um, smell. And then it, depending on the kind of event, there's also some mixing at the end, or maybe just, just a sensorial experience of, of smelling and testing and explaining the, the science 
with your brain and your moods and emotions and how to use that to your advantage. So it goes well beyond just the pre-scent. It goes well beyond a bottle of perfume. And that's kind of where I have been going, which is a parallel to perfume making. Uh, we're also coming up with a training. I have partnered with one of my engineer friends to come up with a training to use scent as a parallel um, in big groups, like for team building, for critical thinking, for even for diversity. And um, so that's that's the one parallel. And then the other parallel, it's, it's uh, new fragrances that are coming up. So I'm coming up with a woodsy fragrance and then I'm also coming up with a, with a home line. Uh, because a lot of people I have found out that they don't want to, they get overwhelmed by too much scent, but they're like, oh, but I just love to walk by and just get a whiff of perfume. So that's the idea behind the home fragrance. And just, there's a lot of great things that I never, like I said, it was not, it was not in my mind. Mm -hmm. And what that's lights awesome. me up the most is that speaking to people and building those relationships along the way, like this, for example, yeah. it's kind of funny, like what leads one thing leads to another. And, um, and that's one of my favorite things. Oh, that's so cool. It's just, it's just awesome to be able to use so much of your passion, but also like your expertise and just create something so beautiful out in the world. And, um, it's been so cool to just learn all about, you know, the, the process and, and I think that it, it can help people too, to understand more about themselves when they understand maybe why they like a certain scent or what it's actually doing in their mind or in their brain um, to help them, you know, have that more focus or have that calming effect. Oh my gosh, one of my favorite things, and it never fails, when people smell things and they get transported to a specific moment in time, to a specific memory. And the emotion that that creates, the reactions, the stories. I love stories. So the yeah. stories that come out of where they went and, and it's vivid. It could be, I was seven years old and I remember my neighbor and they tell me names. They tell me how the, the person was dressed. I mean, it's unbelievable. So that's, that's I love that part. I love that just reaching so deeply into that memory. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that so much. Um, and just seeing the transformations that people have from just understanding it more, I'm sure is really cool. Yes. Um, well, what other advice would you give to a woman out there that's like, has that dream? They've been thinking and daydreaming for years and they don't know what to do. And they're just paralyzed with, um, the fear and the doubts and everything's creeping in and they don't think that they can do it kind of what would you say to that take that first step and go very slowly you don't need to rush it's just basically one step in front of the other and there's always a solution to things and there's going to be barriers which can be very annoying, I have to say, because sometimes you think things are gonna go one way, they don't go one way, then they don't go the way that you wanted them to go. So don't get discouraged about that. It's usually you could find a solution or another door is opening. I guarantee that 100%. So just be patient, 
don't don't get hooked on these uh, sensationalist stories that things happen overnight because they don't. And I gotta tell you that sometimes you do, yes, of course, we want this to success very quickly. But the thing is that when you set out to do something, it's not really about reaching that goal. You think it is, and you want it to be like that. And I know I might sound super annoying right now because it would for me when I was just first starting. But what happens along the way, it's far greater than reaching that. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It was great to launch the perfume. It gives me an incredible sense of pride. Like I did this from nothing. But what has happened as a, as a result of that and what's coming as a result for that, it's far greater than reaching it. So I would say, don't get discouraged, keep going. It, it might even start at something and then it's probably, it might lead you to something else. So just listen to your voice and there's hope. There's always help. If you just stretch out your hands, I bet you, you're gonna find help right there. Like you're gonna find those five people or 10 people that's in your inner circle that can probably lead you in the right direction. And go for uh. it. I love that. It gave me chills and it's so needed for people to hear that. Um, and you know, it's funny because that's been really on my heart a lot lately is not obsessing over what this end result so much is going to be right. It's like, I get so hung up sometimes about like, I want this and I fixate on it and I obsess over it. And it's like, let me just have fun. Let me just process. Let me just start walking in the direction of what I think is where I'm being called to. And if, if it changes paths, then that's fine too. And I think when we're open to that and we have fun along the way and we just keep walking, it's just, it can be really magical where things go for you. It's given me freedom. It's taken the pressure off a little bit about, um, the, the path that I take, you know, just letting it just be the path and, and just have fun with it. And so, um, that's been a lot of fun for me. And like you said, like, you don't know where it's going to lead you and what it's going to do in your life and having these connections and building these relationships is so beautiful. And it's like, this is what I need. This is what I've wanted. I've wanted to connect with women and I've wanted to you know, empower and inspire women by talk, you know, talking through the struggles. And, and this is just, I feel like God has just led me here. And it's been a long journey for me to like, get here and finally listen and by, by letting go, you know, of, of some of the control. It's because it's so hard to let go of control. And, and I'm sure with you, especially being in, in having that engineer mindset of like processes, and this is the way to be able to kind of let go of some of that has probably been hard for you too. Let me tell you, it's not easy. And it's something that I have to keep very, very at the forefront of my thoughts because I want to make sure that it doesn't get a hold of me, of my essence, of really what could unfold because, and you know what? Um, it's kind of funny, but this quarter, I am actually, my whole thing about going into this quarter was like, what if I just sit back and see what happens? Um, what if I just let all the seeds that I planted bloom? Yeah. And, 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 I, and I, 
my friend, she worked for Google for many years and she said something so interesting the other day. And she said, it takes a lot of discipline for entrepreneurs to reach their goals. And it takes a lot of discipline or an equal amount of discipline for entrepreneurs to take time off. And um, so I'm, I'm, in a, I'm switching that a little bit more, easing up. I think, I think we need to be easy on ourselves. We are very hard on ourselves. I think as entrepreneurs, I, I say that I'm the worst boss I've ever had in my life. I mean, I had great bosses in comparison to, in comparison to how um, demanding I am of myself. And, right. and I think we can't forget that. We can't forget something that's really important of why we started doing this. And I think you nailed it. You said, I just want to have fun. And when the fun leaves the equation, it's when everything else that's, that's not needed comes in. The pressure that we put on ourselves, the deadlines, the ridiculous um, goals that we set, you know? And, um, and we, just need to, we just need to ease up a little bit because so much blooms when we ease up. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it's so hard to just say that. It's hard to just hear that sometimes, you know? And, what does that look like? And what, what do I actually, what do I actually do, you know, to get there? And it's like, sometimes you got to just do less, you know, and listen more and, and just allow yourself that freedom to not, not know maybe what the next step is going to look like, but try something, try it. Absolutely. And it's annoying to hear because I do, I would hear like, Oh, just enjoy the journey, which annoys me to no end. So I have actually dissected what enjoy the journey means. And um, so for your listeners, what does that look like? You know what that looks like? Taking a, taking a walk with no cell phones and uh, maybe before you go on your walk saying like, oh, I'm just going to listen to the sounds today. You're going to be so surprised what you, what you hear. Um, I'm just going to look at colors today. And all of a sudden, all of that just kind of comes at the forefront of your mind. Taking breaks in between, like you cannot have an entire full day of just go, 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 go. It's very, it's going to burn you out. And taking five minutes, 10 minutes, um, just sit with a, whatever you love to drink, a cup of coffee or tea or a cold drink, anything, but just sit you and your drink and that's it. No phones, no nothing. And all of those little things that you can do to that fuels you. Stopping is what's going to fuel you. Easing up is what's going to fuel your journey. It's a long one. It's not a sprint. And you have to kind of take it like that. And enjoy it as you go. Enjoy it as you go. It's, I know, I'm sorry. I, I hope I'm not annoying your, your, your people. Feel free to email no. me and tell me, this is annoying. And I'll tell you, no, I have been through all of those annoying things mm -hmm. of, what's there to enjoy about this journey right now it sucks but um but really you know it's 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 okay it's not gonna look pretty all the time yeah no I think that's really important to hear that and we have to hear it so many times and we have to hear it in so many different ways so I think that's great and it really is like okay I'm I'm in this and it sucks but what can I look around and find joy in the moments of that you know of that struggle and it, you know, it could, it can be simple. It can be just taking a walk. It can be just enjoying that cup of coffee and, 
and sitting outside for five minutes and just taking it in, you know? And so I think that's really important to hear um, because we think that it has to be this massive big thing and it doesn't, it can be very simple. Absolutely. Well, it's been so great to talk to you. I think we could just talk all day long, um, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story and and giving so much light and um, so much guidance and insight. I love it. Um, tell the listeners where they can find all about your perfume and kind of where they can connect with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I think this is one of the best examples of um, how unexpected, beautiful things just come up. I remember it was like so easy. We just, we, we were just uh, on that on that Facebook group and it was, I, I read what you wrote and I, I sent you an email, you replied right back and it was like easy. Yeah. And it was just one of those perfect examples like, yeah, this doesn't have to be so hard to connect with someone that's like-minded and that, you know, that there's a synergy in between here. So um, thank you. Thank you yeah. for, for having me. It's been a pleasure. And you could find me on uh, my website, marbeaperfumes.com. And you could also find me on Instagram at Marbea Perfumes. Or you okay. can send me an email, Elida, my first name, at marbeaperfumes.com. Awesome. And I will link all of those in the show notes so people can find you very easily. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank Robert. you. Let's stay connected and let me know, you know, if there's any way I can support you. Definitely. Same thing. Thank you. Okay. Thanks y'all for listening. And I hope that this conversation gave you a little inspiration, lit you up in a way that you feel inspired to go after whatever it is that you've been dreaming of and take that first next step and know that it's okay to take time. It's okay to, uh, to go slow and, you know, enjoy the journey and let it take you where it needs to take you. Be open to the possibilities that this journey and taking this path is going to lead you to. And definitely go check out Marbea Perfumes on Instagram. Check out the website and get connected. And um, we'll see y'all next time.